This is Rob Tebbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted, as always, to be joined by Alex Krasiuk of K2 Promotions. How are you, Alex? Nice to see you, as always. Hey, Rob. It's, it's okay here in Hilton, Wembley, in the bubble. We are here since Saturday night, uh, waiting patiently for another Saturday night to get released. Uh, we just spoke briefly off camera or before the start of the interview, should I say, about your time in the bubble. So why don't you tell me what you've been telling everybody else, how much you've been enjoying it there? Well, uh, it's, it's not, you know, something I was dreaming of. <laughs> I must admit, thanks uh, to Matchroom and to Eddie Hearn, uh, they took good care of us. Uh, they keep us fed, safe, COVID-free, entertained with darts, with ping pong, with cinema, with the gym. Uh, well, it is what it is anyway. <laughs> Not too much time left. Not too much time left indeed. We're obviously just a couple of hours after the weigh-in today, which was a, an interesting event. What did you make of Derek Chisora's Halloween costume? Mm, I liked it. I, did, uh, I, I, I saw him in the hall walking uh, to, to the weigh-in uh, room, mm, I didn't recognize Derek Chisora first. <laughs> no, but he was okay. I mean, uh, yesterday, uh, some, I, I was interviewed, I don't remember by whom, and there was a question whether we should expect something extraordinary from, from Derek. And I was thinking, Derek was so nice and so polite, so cute within all the, this time that something should definitely happen at the way in. But uh, he was polite as he could be. He was uh, like, uh, he approached Usyk and uh, kept saying, I know you understand the English. I know you understand what I'm saying. It's war, 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 war. Okay. I was just about to ask you, but you've already told me just then what's happened. How did Usyk respond to that? He doesn't, he doesn't seem to me, at least, to be the type of person to get ruffled by any of those shenanigans. What was his reaction? Uh, he was laughing under his mask. Smiling, laughing, and keeping, uh, keeping his position. And looking like uh, shooting in his eyes. Like that, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was quite unsettling. Sorry? It's quite unsettling when you do it. <laughs> I've never seen that, that side of you. Um, talk to me about Usyk throughout this week. Obviously, we're, you know, it's, we're not used to seeing fights of this size behind closed doors. Has his preparation been affected at all? He's looked pretty... I mean, the fact that he's no longer having to make weight now, I'm assuming, is a, is a good factor behind that as well? That's a good fact uh, for a fighter, for his psychological health. Because normally when he's hungry, he's not in the best spirits, for example, to... Uh, to speak to media, to give interviews. But uh, when he is fed, when he's not hungry, he does it with pleasure. 
Normally he did it with pleasure until, until the weighing. Now he wants to relax and get concentrated. And his preparation is also, uh, normally his preparation is in the bubble. Because he, I don't know, he leaves home maybe eight weeks before the fight and he stays in their own training camp bubble for, for all that time before the fight week. So there's nothing new probably for, for him and for his team. Have you came into contact with Usyk or I'm assuming you would have come across David Hay throughout the time that you've been there? Have there been any um, chance encounters you've met each other? With David? With David or Derek and Usyk? Yeah, we spent like maybe hour and a half with uh, David, but there was no Usyk. <laughs> Just uh, chatting, discussing, bo speaking boxing, you know, talking boxing. Um, with Derek, just exchanged a couple of words, good words, positive vibes. Nothing special, nothing major. Now, I spoke to Eddie earlier on today, and obviously Alexander and Derek will be focused firmly on the fight, whereas your job as a promoter is to sometimes look slightly further ahead. The WBO mandatory is looming large in the background. Now, Alex, correct me if I'm wrong. The last time we spoke was to me the first time I had an inclination that if the deal was right, Usyk may be willing to step aside. Would that be accurate? Mm, you know what? If the deal did I did I say it myself last time? If the deal no, is right, it, it was a vibe that I got, Alex. It was the first time that you seemed slightly receptive. I didn't say you know you, you certainly didn't say that you would, but you seemed slightly receptive to the right offer. In my heart, I would never recommend Usyk to get step aside money and to step aside. Uh, this is the matter of of heritage. It's a, it's historical. Fighting for a title in heavyweight division is something that stays with with the fighter, with the country for uh, for for many years, and. Uh, I just can't imagine if Usyk speaks to his grandchildren in 20 years, uh, telling about his career as a professional fighter, a professional boxer, and, and, uh, and says, okay, I didn't fight for a title because I took money to step aside. It won't sound good. He has to stand his ground. He has to push. We all have to push as hard as possible for him to get what belongs to him. He has to fight. He, uh, either it's, of course, it's much better to fight Joshua. Joshua is the king. To become a king, you have to dethrone the king. But uh, even, even assuming Joshua vacates, Usyk has to fight for the title. Title is number one. Everything else is number two. Sure, I get that. And under that circumstance, obviously, Alexander would be, uh, provided he does beat Derek Chisora this past, uh, this coming weekend, tomorrow Definitely. night. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, he will be in line to fight for a vacant title if it does indeed become vacant. But right. my question is around a potential undisputed title fight between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. Would Alexander Usyk be willing to, in the meantime, step aside and face the winner of that fight or definitely box for a vacant title. Eddie spoke about a, um, a situation wherein they would agree to potentially vacate the title the day after an undisputed fight. Would you be receptive to that again, if the offer was right? Rob, 
I have a question for you. Mm. Will Tyson Fury be fighting in December? Normally, yes. Will he be fighting Wilder afterwards? We, we don't know. Will Joshua be fighting Pulev? Probably, yes. Will he win? Many people expect. So many questions with no answers yet. My personal hunch is that Fury AJ fight uh, is not likely to happen within next year. And the reason for that will not be Usyk and his mandatory position. That's what I feel. It, it's not based on, uh, on anything uh, that, that I knew or I heard. It's based on, on, on just a hunch, on a feeling. Okay, well, you tend to have pretty good hunches, so I'm going to go with your hunch. Um, so, yes, nicely put. I do appreciate that. Um, one fight that I would like to talk to you about that is not on tomorrow night's bill happened a few weeks ago. Vasil Lomachenko versus Tiafimo yeah. Lopez. We spoke about the fight beforehand. You, as well as you, I also felt that Vasil Lomachenko would win that fight. He didn't. What did you make of the fight? Uh, according to boxing science, Vasily Lomachenko had to win that fight. Uh, but sometimes things karma brings to your life are really unpredictable. And Lomachenko loss tells all of us that you shouldn't rely on your skills, on your experience. Uh, you should do what you have to do, what you were learned to, taught to be do. But um, the result does not depend 100% on that. I, I, can, I can remind uh, Vladimir Klitschko fighting Tyson Fury. He was an absolute favorite before the fight. No one could even imagine that the fight would go that way. But some things beside boxing, personal, some, some coincidences, day before fight, uh, the fight day, took place negative for Vladimir and positive for uh, Fury. And uh, these things brought them to an equal position for the short period of 47 minutes of the fight. Uh, with Vasily, it was something similar because uh, he had his injury. He had his injury in a, in a training camp. Mm, he was quite confident in, um, in himself that he would win. And he was just one step uh, to his dream, becoming the undisputed. We can now just, just talk whether he was right or not. Mm, but at the, if the fight is at that level, you probably should think twice or maybe three or four times uh, to step in the ring or not to step if you are injured and, uh, and your opponent is... Uh, uh, is of that level. Uh, what happened? Vasily lost. Did he lose fairly? According to my scorecards, yes. He lost. Do I agree with uh, 119 to 1? No. Of course, no. My scorecards were like 113 to 115. It was a close fight. Mm. Is there any space for the rematch? Of course. 
Is it in the contract? No. Should it happen? It depends upon Teofimo, because now uh, Teofimo is the one to decide whether to fight Loma or not to fight, whether to to give him a rematch or to go through uh, to go through the other uh, fighters or to change the division, whatever. Now he's the reigning and defending. You mentioned um, the injury. Obviously, that's been there's been a lot said about that in the past. Um, couple of weeks since the fight are we now seeing that I mean we've spoken about this in the past with Usyk Usyk's had his injuries for a long amateur career and now coming into life as a professional is that kind of the flip side of having these long storied amateur careers are we seeing that now with with Lomachenko it's his second shoulder injury obviously Usyk has had his problems Usyk had his problems many times uh, and it's normal for a professional fighter for professional athlete to have problems like that because uh, since uh, the, I don't know, since for probably 14 year old, uh, he started to, to box, he started to train and his body is uh, the regular body of a regular person. Of course, he's well trained, but your bones are not made of steel. And, uh, and of course, with, with time, you use it more often than a regular person. And it comes to injuries. It's normal for a, uh, for a professional fighter. I remember Vitaly Klitschko once said, uh, the, the strongest fighter in the world does not exist. It's a matter of how good you prepared are for the day of the fight and how good you are during 47 minutes of the fight. You can be a super, super champion, but a guy, a young guy who is more motivated and a little bit more well prepared could just knock you out. And you, you, can, you can remain a very strong man for many years ahead, but, but he, you lost to a, to a young guy. With that being said, what did you make of Teofimo Lopez's performance? A lot of people were very, very impressed, didn't expect him to be able to execute his game plan to that extent. What did you make of his performance? He, he was very, he showed very pragmatic boxing. He did, uh, he didn't much, uh, he didn't do what he didn't need to do. His actions were completely sufficient to get the victory. So he didn't take uh, more risk than, uh, it, he, he, than probably someone else would. Uh, he acted, he, his speed, his hand speed was quite impressive. Uh, his reach, which was a well-known fact before the fight, is bigger than Loma's reach. And that was probably a big challenge for Loma uh, to get uh, inside to, to get closer to him because that 10, 10 centimeters, they do matter in this weight division. And probably he looked, he looked bigger, he looked heavier. And uh, his body punches, they really, they looked impressive and looked like they hurt uh, Vasily. But Vasily did, did good either, though he had a shoulder injury, um, he, but he started slow. I mean, he, he started, I don't think he didn't start early because uh, he, didn't, he had a plan to, no, to, 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 to lose first six rounds. I, I think, of course, it's Teofimo who didn't give him a chance to, to start earlier. Uh, but um, it is what it is. He lost, and uh, we now see that a young man has an advantage over uh, an older person.
a lot of people are drawing parallels and comparing that fight to this fight. Um, has that as the result of the Lomachenko loss to Lopez, has that done anything to Usyk? Has that sharpened his focus? Has it made him more diligent in the final weeks of his preparation? I cannot answer this question. It's all in his head. He's very close with Loma. Probably, of course, he was disappointed with the result, probably shocked with the result. Uh, but Usyk has, uh, has his own life and his own career. So he has to to be diligent in what he does in the ring. And I don't think it will affect Usyk's uh, style or his stamina or his uh, mindset uh, before Chisora fight. Uh, but anyway, it was a negative factor for him. Okay, before I let you go, Alex, always a pleasure to catch up with you and I do appreciate your time. Uh, less than 20, well, about 24 hours before the fight. My pleasure. Um, a lot of talk, obviously, coming into this fight has been about size. And, you know, we saw yesterday it kept coming up again and again in the press conference. Um, just your final thoughts on that. It seemed to us, some, some people, I think, potentially clutching at straws, as we say in the UK, saying about Usyk potentially not happy of constantly hearing about the size. Is size going to be a factor in this fight? Do you think that Alexander, as was, was mentioned yesterday, his punching power is underrated going into this fight? Mm, I think yes. I think his punching power is underestimated. <clears throat> if you put, uh, let's say, a tall guy over two meters long, uh, tall and uh, like uh, 120 kilos weight, if you put him uh, in front of, uh, of Vasily Lomachenko and Vasily will punch him into the chin, most likely guy will go down. Does that mean that Vasily has enough power to knock out a heavyweight? I think yes. Because uh, every regular man has power to knock out another man if he hits straight to the chin. The, the knockout comes when you land your punch to the chin. And this is what makes boxing interesting. To make everything possible that you finally land your punch. Uh, your opponent will never let you do that. Just remember uh, this fight with Tony Bellew. It, well, it was not a uh, heavyweight, but still, uh, Tony was do doing good. On my scorecards, he was probably winning uh, one round. But suddenly, when his stamina went down, when his conditioning went down, um, he took one punch, another punch, and then he got, he got floored. Uh, Usyk probably hasn't got that uh, TNT in his fist to switch off the light in the first round. And this is not his strategy and never been. I think he will gradually destroy the defense and the confidence. Uh, he will land his punches and he will not allow Derek to land his. That will distress him. That will uh, put, uh, you know, uh, put Derek um, Derek's um, mindset to depression. When you want to hit, to hit hard, but you cannot land your punch. 
And uh, after six, seven rounds, when, when your breath is not that fresh anymore, uh, Usyk can go stronger. I don't think Tony Bellew particularly enjoyed being reminded of that fight yesterday. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he was mentioned anyway. He certainly no, he was. Like he, yeah, I'm not, not sure how pleased he was with uh, Mr. Usyk. Um, yeah, anyway. Alex, always a pleasure catching up with you. I do appreciate your time so close to the fight. Um, okay, real right. pleasure. Hopefully catch up with you after the fight at some point, maybe Sunday or Monday. I will drop okay. you a message. Um, okay. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social and look Thank forward you. to catching up with you soon. Take care.